therapy because of you now. I can't even hold an intimate relationship because of all the neglect you put me through. What? And of course, the only time you come to see me is when you need money, right? Is that what you need? More money? I just want my fettuccine Alfredo and like a salad. You know what? Of course. Coming right up. Olive Garden. When you're here, you're family. And I know tomorrow, tomorrow, tomorrow. Welcome to episode 55 wow, of the I Know Tomorrow podcast. As always, I am your host, Matt. If you haven't listened to any of the prior episodes, you probably wouldn't be here. But if you are here and have not, you can go back and do so now on SoundCloud, Apple Podcasts, or Spotify. Uh, please download and subscribe if you would. Feel free to email me at inopod at yahoo.com with any questions, comments, or feedback that you might have. Or you could also hit me up on Instagram at I Know Tomorrow Pod. Um, I would say we have a lot to get to this week, but we really don't. But either way, without further ado, let's get into it. As if you care. Starting off this week, as always, with As If You Care, where I run through some topics and or personal experiences from the past week as if you actually give a fuck. Um, I don't know about you guys, but the whole vaccinated versus unvaccinated conversation has come back with a fury for me recently. And it seems like it's everywhere that I go, whether that's, you know, at work, my son's school, or even at the barbershop of all places. Of all the conversations we have at the barbershop, here we are now with vaccinated versus unvaccinated. Now, Before I get into anything, let me just make myself clear. I'm not a scientist. I'm not a doctor. I don't have a degree. So don't quote me on any of this shit because I don't know any of it to be a fact. And with as little time as that we've had with this, you know, as a world, as a society, I would probably question just how much of a fact the facts people are presenting as facts really are. But... First and foremost, right at the top, we have got to stop with the just saying shit to say shit approach. With anything, but more importantly, with something like this. Because for some of you fucking bubbleheads out there who have a platform, you probably have a decent amount of people that you influence. And when you say some shit just to say some shit, the People that are following your dumbass are probably going to believe it without doing any sort of fact-checking. And that's probably my biggest problem with people these days. Because we have all this information literally in the palm of our hands. But instead of using it for knowledge, we use it to post pictures about food and, I don't know, build a fake life online. But hey, to each of their own. Where it becomes a problem, though, is... When in real life situations like this with COVID and, you know, being vaccinated versus unvaccinated, you have people that continue to just say shit without really knowing anything. Then if someone calls them on that bullshit, they either change the narrative or whatever it is they're talking about or just hide behind the disguise of, oh, (laughs) it's, it's just a joke. It's like, you know, when somebody passive aggressively puts an LOL at the end of their sentence in a text message. Like, they know 
what they just said is some bullshit. But if you say anything back to call them on it, it's yo, 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 chill. It's, it's just jokes. But more importantly, I bring all this up because here and now I want to make a declaration. I want to draw a line in the sand and I want to put my foot down. I no longer want to hear about any conspiracy theory that anyone has about COVID or the COVID vaccine. I have the vaccine. I'm good. I haven't died yet. Old rich white people got it and they didn't die. They aren't trying to kill people through a vaccine if old, you know, if old rich white people got it. And since I heard some, you know, some pretty strange shit about the vaccine early on, let me also confirm this. My dick works just fine. And for that and for that matter, my balls also working just fine. My knees still suck, but you know, that was a problem before COVID was a thing. Um, but overall, I'm great. You can ask my doctor. I'm, he has the results somewhere. And while I worry about possible long-term effects, I think I worried more about any you know, possible danger now I could be put in or my family could be put in without getting that vaccine. My family, you know, aside from my son is all, you know, vaccined, Carlos boosted. They're all good. And no problem with their dicks either, just in case you were wondering. So I'm done. Leave me alone. And unless you want to talk about some fun conspiracy theories, like some of the ones I laid out uh, in an episode last year, I'm good. I already know I, you know, I can still get COVID. It's a vaccine. It's not a cure. And I already know that I can be asymptomatic and still pass it on. But that's why, you know, for the most part, my ass is staying in the house. And because I'm not a doctor, you know, correct me if I'm wrong here, but aren't we only where we are at today with all the new variants because not everyone got vaccinated in the beginning and thus allowed this virus to mutate and evolve? I don't know. I'm asking. I'm just like anyone on either side of this debate. I just want things to go back to the pre, you know, end of 2019, beginning of 2020 time frame where, you know, all we had to worry about is the normal nasty son of a bitches out there. Like, you know, the men at my job who would come out of the stall, which clearly indicates that you just took a shit and then walk right out of the bathroom without washing their hands. Let me just say, man, I am... 100% happy working from home, but I'm done. I don't want to hear about how, you know, there was some dude apparently going viral for saying that the cure for COVID is drinking your own piss. And I shouldn't have to read a story like the one where the woman in Houston put her kid in a trunk because, uh, you know, he was he was positive for COVID. And she was a teacher, by the way. So the same (laughs) <laughs> the same woman teaching America's youth in Houston, Texas, made that dumbass decision. But, you know, I know this is a different discussion, but until you start paying these teachers, you're going to get what you pay for. And speaking of educators, I think we need to put in place some additional prerequisites for people who are coaching our kids in extracurricular activities. In my life now, I've seen everything from a short, fat track coach on to now where there's a guy who's coaching my nephew's basketball team 
who looks like the kind of guy who watches NASCAR more than he watches basketball. And before I, I get into this quick fun fact here, when I typed in the word NASCAR into a Word document, it indicated to me that it was, you know, there was an error or that it was misspelled, which I know how to spell NASCAR. But when I clicked to change it and, you know, in their, in their way, correct it, it put it in all caps, which way too aggressive. But obviously, the one who put in this program for spell check is a fan. Good for you. Anywho, I went to watch um, my nephew's first couple games last weekend. And because I'm not only a former player, but I've also coached before, it didn't take me long at all to become a little frustrated with what I was watching. And, you know, I'm, I'm not trying to be the adult who's shouting, you know, opposite directions from the coach from the stands. I don't want to be that guy. So I figured, you know, I'll let the coach cook, do what he's doing, and I'll just say whatever I have to say to my, you know, my nephew after the game. But it got me to thinking, what exactly qualified this guy to be a basketball coach? And, you know, just for context, I'm I'm not talking about like AAU level play here, but at the very least, these kids do need to understand the game that they're playing. Like, was there any sort of interview process? Did he just correctly identify a basketball from a lineup of random sports equipment? Because going back to (laughs) the short, fat track coach, I don't think any answer in an interview for him, if I was conducting the interview, would have made me a believer. And I, and, you know, and I don't have to know shit about track and field to come to this conclusion. Point, when is the last time you saw a short person in the Olympics for track and field? Because, you know, the fat could have come later in life, you know, as it does for most people when they realize that, your body uh, being gorgeous and attractive is, is just pointless the older you get. But here are some examples. Usain Bolt, six foot five. Carl Lewis, six foot two. Jackie Joyner Kersey, five foot ten. Flojo, five foot seven. Mind you, she's a woman. Now, I know some of those people are, you know, from a much older generation of track and field. But let, let's be serious. Is anyone honestly still watching that shit anymore? Like, if you can be an adult in this country and still feel a connection with your country enough to where you want to, you know, watch a bunch of people run around in a circle, you'd probably enjoy NASCAR. Same concept, it's just faster. But just like I'm not going to let somebody at the, at the barbershop with, you know, nobody in their chair a fucked up shape up or just a crazy haircut cut my hair we got to make sure that the adults coaching our kids at least look the part like if you're going to be coaching sports you know wear some athletic apparel to the game bring a bag of balls and some cones to run some drills and some shit i mean at the very least bring a whistle i would love to have an excuse to use a whistle And this is your one time where you're allowed to, where it's expected. And you drop the ball? How about you yell out some strategies while the game's going on? Not just, good job, pass it, shoot the ball. That's pretty generic. Everybody knows to do that. The basketball game at the arcade can do that. Because if I'm a player 
and I'm listening to that while I'm on the court, I don't even want to know your thoughts on life at that point, let alone sports. Because let's be real here. If you watch NASCAR, I can, I can almost guarantee that there's going to be at least a few things that we disagree on. Wait. What did you say? All right, we've come to the second segment of the podcast titled, Wait, What? Where I go in depth with a topic or two that has caught my interest in particular over the past week. And honestly, not much has caught my attention this week um, besides the passing of the great Sidney Poitier. But being such a stickler for headlines, you know, as I am, I just so happened to come across a headline that read, Help! I'm divorcing my husband over an insane stunt he pulled at our wedding. And while, you know, it's not one of the bad headlines that I've brought to your attention in previous episodes, it was such an attention grabber for me that I had to click on it and see what was up. And by the halfway mark of this story, I didn't know if I wanted to continue to laugh hysterically or get deeply annoyed by what was happening here. So I decided I would present it to you all and, you know, possibly open up a discussion about, you know, maybe not only this, but relationships as a whole. Um, especially in light of some of the stories and narratives that are out there currently in regards to like Kim and Kanye or, you know, whatever the hell is going on with uh, Tristan and Chloe. So here it goes. I got married just before Christmas and I'm hoping to be divorced or annulled by the end of January. Obviously, that wasn't the plan originally, but I never cared about getting married, but I wasn't opposed to it. So when my boyfriend proposed in 2020, we decided to go for it. Okay, <laughs> let's stop there. Uh, we decided to go for it? Marriage, whether you care for it or not, is a pretty important decision to make. Like, in the entire spectrum of your life. A legally binding decision at that. So, saying you decided to go for it should probably uh, be left for things like I don't know, trying a new restaurant or maybe a new hairdo or doing anal because you guys are both high and your mom's watching the kids tonight. I don't know, but not marriage. That needs to be something that requires thought and discussion and you should be sure <laughs> that this is something that you want to do. Not, let's give it a try because... You know, if, if it all goes to shit, which it obviously did here, it's not one of those things where you can just say, <laughs> never going to do that again. And now, on top of all the money you just spent on this wedding, you're also going to have to spend money and time to get a divorce. Just doesn't make much sense. All right, let's get back to it. We each took on about half the responsibility for organizing the wedding, but I think I was pretty reasonable about compromise when he really wanted something. All right, quick stoppage right here, because that line, or that sentence, I should say, was a, was a little weird to me, too. Because if you didn't care to get married in the first place, what would you need to compromise about? Like, if it means more to him, you know, let him do it up. Groomzilla the fuck out of that, my man. What, what could you possibly have to come down to a compromise here about if you didn't want to do it in the first place? My only hard and fast rule was that he would not rub cake in my face at the reception. Being a reasonable man who knows me well, he didn't. Instead, he grabbed me by the back of my head and shoved my head down into it. It was planned since the cake was destroyed 
and we had a bunch of cupcakes as a backup. I left. Next day, I told him we were done, and I'm standing by that. All right, we got, I had to give a hard stop there. <laughs> a lot to unpack. Um, hmm. First, I wish I know just how hard he shoved her face into this cake. Because from her perspective, <laughs> it sounded a little intense, which could be, you know, a little of her being in her own head, but could also be valid. Uh, the funny thing to me here is if he is indeed a reasonable man, what led him to the thought that shoving her face into the cake was going to be a better option or, you know, maybe better a, a loophole to the one rule that she gave here? And I mean, f- from my perspective, it's, it's a pretty stupid rule to make. But, I mean, I'm also not marrying this bitch, and I would have never agreed to marry someone who gave me any sort of rule going into our wedding. But, if that's her one rule, what reasonable man who loves this woman goes, (laughs) well, maybe instead of bringing the cake to her, I'll bring her to the cake. Like, why is the cake thing so fucking important? And being the kind of person that I am, I decided, let me look this up. And it turns out this bullshit goes all the way back to ancient Rome, where the bride would have a barley cake crumbled into her head, and it would symbolize both male dominance, which that didn't age well, and future fertility. Because, you know, nothing says, let's fertilize some eggs, like putting some cake in your scalp. Mmm... Another example uh, that I found was in Yorkshire where a bride would taste the cake and then throw the rest of it over her head. And that was supposed to symbolize or hopefully lead to a life empty of want, which, you know, good fucking luck with that. Um, Nowadays, though, it's mostly done just to be funny, I guess. But if, if you ask me, it's not really funny at all. And cake is meant there and put there to eat, not waste. Plus... Isn't that shit pretty fucking expensive? So, if you're the type of person who ruins the whole damn cake before anyone else can, you know, can eat it, it just seems like the move of a dickhead, not a reasonable man. The thing is that over the holidays, everyone has gotten together to tell me I should give him a second chance, that I'm overreacting because of my issues, which I'm very claustrophobic after a car accident I suffered a few years ago, and I absolutely panicked at being shoved into a cake and held there. Okay, let's stop here. Um, (laughs) Because while I could argue that maybe due to whatever unresolved trauma she may be dealing with, that everyone could indeed be right that she's overreacting, I need to know if she was indeed held there by this reasonable man that she loves. And if she was, how long are we talking about here? Because if that happened, maybe the real question is what type of unresolved trauma is this guy dealing with? And again, it's bad enough that he decided to not only say fuck it to the one rule she gave him in getting married, which she didn't even care to do anyway, but actually, you know, do something that's way worse. But now we're talking about the possibility of like psycho tendencies here. Like, I would think she immediately resisted being pushed into this cake to begin with. But 
to not only apply enough force to push her whole face into this cake, but like hold her face there for some period of time? Who the hell was she marrying? Norman Bates? Take it easy, psycho. And, you know, before I get to the end of this, let me just say that this whole time that I've been reading this, I've been on a roller coaster of emotions. Because at the beginning, I was with Norman. Fuck her and her stupid cake roll. Not only am I going to make sure that cake gets on her face, but if it were me, I would have dropped the fucking bucket of cake goo on her like she was Carrie at the senior prom. Because I'm not a reasonable man. I'm the type of man that if you say you can't do this, not only am I going to do it, I'm going to push that shit to the fucking limit. Fuck rules. I'm an adult. If I break a rule that's that important, take me to jail. Because guess what? I'll serve my time. Malcolm, MLK, did their time. Why can't I? Fuck rules. And you know what? Rules were made by people who have enough money to get away with breaking them. But then, as you know, the story goes on, I found myself leaning more on her side. Because, you know, like I said, the amount of force that had to go into this face smashing seemed to me to be a little bit intense. But then we get to the end. I love him. Even though right now I don't feel that at all, he loves me. And that means not giving up at the first hurdle. I don't want to, but everyone is so united and confident in their assurance that I'm making a terrible mistake that I wonder, are they right? Should I give him till February? And just like that, I feel like I'm back on, you know, Team Cake Psycho. Even though she's right, marriage is not giving up at the first hurdle. This is supposed to be the person where, you know, you want to spend the rest of your life with this person. Which, again, is why you don't just decide to go for it. You know, the initiation of a relationship can be something that you decide to go for. Not the leveling up of that relationship. For me, the fact that you had to give him such a rule was an indication of a problem. Because... If you love this man and you've communicated this fear and this trauma to him, which, sidebar, we we don't really know that that happened here. And that could be a huge reason for this miscommunication. But if that did happen, you shouldn't have to tell him not to do that. He should have already known how you would feel if he smashed your face into some cake. So the fact that you felt the need to say it out loud and make it a fucking rule should have told you that maybe he doesn't know you as well as you think he does. And maybe this relationship needed some work before entering into what should have been a lifelong commitment. So to answer your question, miss, should you give him until February? No. How about you, you know, do you both a favor and end this shit right now? Because don't think that, you know, with time, you both will overcome this and learn to love and care for each other differently. Because guess what? Chances are you probably won't. That's what the whole courtship stage is for before just going for the marriage. That ship has sailed. And finally, here's the thought. Let, why not look into some help for whatever fear or trauma that it is that you're dealing with? Because if you get that freaked out by getting your face smashed into some cake by somebody who you supposedly love, I don't even want to know what your reaction is or how you're feeling if you're in like a crowded elevator or some shit. This is the last call, last call, last call. And we have arrived at last call where I leave you with some parting words 
before sending you off to hopefully enjoy the rest of your week. Um, this week, I would like to end with some great answers over the last year or so from what I think is still one of the best shows on TV, and that show being Family Feud. Because I recently came across a post where the question was, name something that you can do in bed that you can also do on your couch. Now, me, myself, I probably would have said something like, watch TV, but (laughs) the answer given was, you guessed it, rub yourself. (laughs) So, in light of that great answer, I figured we could end this episode and this week with some more of those same great answers to send us into the weekend in a great mood. And not for nothing, spoiler alert, y'all some nasty motherfuckers. Name something you'd hate to find in your mouth when you wake up in the morning. Cover <laughs> your kids. Your husband? Wait, what? I didn't hear that. Like it's just already there? What the rapey shit is that? Your husband! Definitely an ex. Name something you'd hate to find out stop working right when you need it. A dildo? Oh. A dildo? And she won't repeat it. Nasty Masterson. Name a part of Mrs. Sanders that Colonel Sanders might say reminds him of a chicken. Perfect JJ. (laughs) (laughs) What type of pussy looks like chicken? Or tastes like it for that matter. Name something you don't like if it's too long. Well, I can see. A man's junk. Not this line. Name something you hope happens to all the guys who've oh, ever shit. dumped you. Tonight. His penis get little. I actually thought it was going to be a lot worse. I thought you were going to say, like, die or some shit. Fill in the blank. I wish my husband had a better blank. Better penis. <laughs> this bitch said penis. <laughs> we ask a hundred married men, pretend you're single again. Where would you go tonight? To the house. That was from my grandma who just said that. Talk to a hundred married women. You got divorced. What's the first thing you buy with the alimony? Steve, she gonna have to get that battery-operated boyfriend, that Bob. She gonna have to get it. This motherfucker made an acronym for it. And, you know, that's just some of the answers because that, that one video goes on for like another 20 minutes or so. And believe me, they're, they're all nasty. But what kills me, though, is not only these nasty-ass answers that they're giving, and I don't know whether or not this is real or pumped in, but the audience response following an answer like that. Like, for example... And then after that completely crazy answer, which her kids were standing right next to her, by the way, with such emphasis on the answer to begin with, you know, we're, we're obviously about to see an X right here that everyone should see coming. But even after all that, we have to hear the collective, oh, from the audience as if like anyone actually thought that that would be an answer that showed up there. But hey. If any of you out there come across any more good ones, you know, hey, send that shit to me because I could always use a laugh that's that good. Spread love, not hate. And remember, closed mouths don't get fed. I'll talk to you next time. Thanks for listening.
Welcome to episode 55 wow, of the I Know Tomorrow podcast. I'm good. I haven't died yet. My dick works just fine. And for that and for that matter, my balls also working just fine. My family, they're all good. And no problem with their dicks either, just in case you were wondering. Let me just make myself clear. I'm not a scientist. I'm not a doctor. If you watch NASCAR, I can, I can almost guarantee that there's going to be at least a few things that we disagree on. If it means more to him, you know, let him do it up. Groomzilla the fuck out of that, my man. I'm the type of man that if you say you can't do this, not only am I going to do it, I'm going to push that shit to the fucking limit. Fuck rules. I'm an adult. If I break a rule that's that important, take me to jail. Because guess what? I'll serve my time. Malcolm, MLK, did their time. Why can't I? Fuck rules. Bye.